Ladies and gentlemen, wizards of the world, welcome to the Literary Inc. Podcast. I'm super excited to bring you today the talented tattoo wizard and space wizard, Betsy Butler from Charleston, South Carolina. So on today's show, you're going to get to hear uh, the beginnings of Literary Inc. from one of the uh, OG hogwash crew. You're going to get to actually find out what the hogwash crew is, and you're going to get to learn a little bit about gardening, or at least how many plants Bessie Butler has in her house, and what we're all doing during this quarantine time. Welcome to the Literary Inc. podcast from Under the Stairs, the quarantine sessions. Today we have tattoo wizard Betsy Butler. What up, nerds? Uh, Betsy in the background behind the curtain is Matt, and the gentleman that just waved to you is Jared. Hello. Hello, Matt and Curtin and Jared. (laughs) How are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, How are you guys? Jennifer, remind me, well, I guess Betsy can. Jennifer told us, where are you uh, calling in from? I am from Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, cool. She has a couple, like the stories that we're going to get from Betsy today are really rad. So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to bring it back around. That was actually like into my third thing, but I'm going to back up for a second and say that Charleston, South Carolina is one of my favorite places to visit. Um, Jessica's best. Visit. To visit. Hold on. Jessica's best friend lives there. And um, when uh, when we started this Literary Ink thing, which we're about to get into, uh, I started getting tattooed by this one. So I get to travel there and get tattooed quite a bit now. I just realized if I go on to the story, I'm going to totally mess up what I have in my notes. So um, <laughs> I know, right? I was like, and pause. Um, yourself. So, so really, there's a, there's a lot of things that, that, that I, um, I'm excited to talk about today. Number one, Not only is um, Betsy a tattoo wizard, but she's also a space wizard. Um, She gets to attend all of the Lucas. um, Jump in there, lady. You have all of the information. Yes, I am a member of the Ink Fusion Empire, which is a international syndicate of nerd and pop century of tattooers from all over the world. And we travel to... Comic Cons and other conventions all over all over the world, and one of the one of our prized ones is Star Wars Celebration, which is my favorite. I've been doing it for five years now, and it is literally the best time of my life. Besides literary ink, of course. <laughs> Got it. I'm in space wizard, tattoo wizard. Uh, good, Jared, get on out of here for a while. Uh, okay, uh, it was so good chatting with you. Bye. I'll be back later. Get out of here, punk. Oh, yeah, there's that. Okay. Um, yeah, as soon as I was like, as soon as the word ink came to mind, I was thinking about all the different brands of ink, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to say this wrong. So I didn't want to introduce Ink Fusion wrong. Um, or Ink Fusion Empire, yes. Yeah. Our fearless leader, Mark Draven, he is a patient organized person thank god and he plans all this stuff and does a really good job of organizing and getting everybody together and putting on really great shows and being able to put ourselves in front of in in situations in buildings that are surrounded by people who love the same stuff we do and also uh puts us in front of star wars which is just great the place you want to be I think, uh, I think a lot of things are shifting right now for conventions. Um, I know that, you know, we got on here because of Literary Inc. and, and the convention that brought about the podcast and stuff, but kind of getting a, an opportunity to talk to the different artists and hear more stories about what's going on and see where things are doing, you know, where people are doing things right. Um, it's the same reason, you know, we did literary. It's the same reason we attended Leaky, and we'll get into that. Um, yeah while to start seeing the shifting of like convention circuits, how they're changing and how they're evolving. Um, so one of the biggest questions is uh, what I'm doing is kind of a highlight because you are the second person I've talked to who's a member of the hogwash crew. You yeah, yeah. may not know what that means. Um, but as we get a, a little bit more into this, they're going to get to hear a little bit of the story, but um, 
I'm asking everybody kind of like your, your first, you know, when you heard about Literary Inc., how you first got there, like our little prep story of how did you find out the show, all that good stuff. Um, I am, if you hadn't guessed it, a lady. And I am a member of groups that are specifically for tattooing and women or femmes are people who um, um, are women or uh, identify as women. We, so we were in this group and the great Chelsea Hamilton was like, hey nerds, did you guys know there's gonna be this Harry Potter convention? Uh, which there are already. And I was like, yeah, duh. But there, but there wasn't a tattoo convention themed to Harry Potter. And that's what you don't see a lot of is conventions that it's a tattoo specific convention just happens to be themed. Mm -hmm. So she was like, anybody want to do it? And Chelsea and I had met at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, blech, like two trillion years ago, probably five years ago. But for a whole five seconds, it was like, hello, I'm Chelsea. And I was like, nice to meet you, Chelsea. And she was like, Chelsea tattoos on Instagram. I was like, ah, I follow you. She was like, that's why I'm saying hello. I was like, oh, got it. And then she said, uh, who wants to do it? And I popped on. And a couple other people I did not know, but I knew via the internet, popped on and said, I'll do it. And then we had our little foursome. It was me, uh, Katie Hydrated, Chelsea, and um, Kelly McGrath was supposed to come with us. And then as we got closer to the convention, Kelly McGrath had to stay home. And then we showed up like, well, who's going to be our fourth? And then in walks some stinky boy. Yeah. And I was like, no! That and then I was like, oh, it's Cody. Yeah, that was funny how that worked out, too. Right. So this boy comes over, and he's like, hello, I am Cody. Where should I be? And I was like, well, we put you against the wall because we want to be together, and I don't even know you, bro. And he, like, rapid-fire questions off at me, like, let's just get this out of the way. And he was like, what house are you? And we shared our houses, which are best friend houses. Um, I'm Hufflepuff. He is Slytherin. Those are best friend houses. And... Uh, and then uh, he was like, Rebel or Empire? And I was like, Rebel all day, ma'am, Star Wars. And he was like, boo, but I get it. That makes sense. I'm cool with that. And then he asked a few other questions, and, and by, we agreed on everything. And he was like, okay, dope. This will be fun. And it was. And now he's like my brother, and I love him more than anything. And it was just, just a day of silliness he was like oh shit i don't have any decorations how are you guys all decorated i don't have anything we were like you better go <laughs> so he went he rushed over to michael's and came back with like the next morning with him and john penchoff because he was on the other side of ebony yep mellowship who was next to us and so he was like i don't have decorations either so they went and got a bunch of stuff because it was hard being uh a boy in that room because all of us ladies came correct we showed up with five five girls and three boys and Jess what at the end are you including yeah her? so Jess yeah Jess of course she's a beautiful woman I know um Jess and then it was John Penchoff and then Russell and then there's four um, um yeah and then girl 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 Cody so we all had decorations and we were all like tons of prints tons of readiness we were all fully prepared yeah the the first year and it was funny because uh we'll get into second year too uh betsy's been to all of the uh, all the literary inks as of yet which are only two because you know we had two. three um we but, did oh i was there weird uh, rumor has it when we drop the date it's going to be three and three quarters um which so I the, love yeah it'll be three and three quarters um we'll be we'll be we'll be dropping the date as soon as the convention center opens back up they have basically, they've got snail email going through right now. And we've been kind of going back and forth. The first date they gave me is like in a month. And I'm like, you've, you've got to be careful. No. That, that's not going to Because it's happen. not going to be. Yeah, there's no way. And, and that's a big thing. You know, while we're doing the quarantine sessions, and we'll get into here in a minute what all the lovely stuff you've been doing. But you just have so many cool things to talk about. Uh, the other piece is the first thing when I talked to Cody about doing this, he's like, are Betsy and I going on together? And I was like, no, but... Um, the cool thing about this is, uh, when we do have the show, we're going to have the aquarium room set up. So it's an all glass room. You're going to be able to see people podcasting and stuff. And I'm going to be able to get a couple of y'all together. So we, we will be redoing some of these, um, at and during the show just to kind of have, you know, what we were planning on doing for our original season. But, uh, with quarantine, number one, I know you are a huge gardener. 
Um, I'm going to actually have you send the boys a couple of photos later of, of your outside. So bed. many, so many things going on. <laughs> so uh, what have you been doing to keep your mind healthy, to keep you healthy? During sure. Um, we, uh, because South Carolina is where I live is a little bit smaller than most of these major towns and cities and states that are getting really, really hit very, very hard by this. We are a much smaller, much more spread out location. So while we are seeing a lot less, we are a little bit behind everybody, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, the state state has not decided yet, but we just got stay at home on the first. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've had, right brand new stay at home. I had already had a very large sum of clients canceling their appointments and I wasn't filling them. Um, I was really, really proud of all of my clients for making great decisions and looking at the people around them and their families and my family and trying to make sure that everybody stayed safe. So we had a lot of people cancel. And so I ended up spending a lot of time at home before the stay at home, which is what I was trying to do because <laughs> I'm not trying to get myself or my family sick. Um, and so then we finally got our stay at home on the first. So we are in six days of stay at home. Um, next we go back on the, and they have us opened back on the 15th. That's, that's it. There's no extension. They told us two weeks, you're done. You can go back after two weeks. We've had no extensions after it, April 15th. So it's very strange watching my lovely friends and especially my hogwash family, um, being pushed back farther and farther, but we haven't had a lot of time. But that being said, we are in spring here, which is prime Betsy in the yard season. So we've <laughs> had a lot of fun. Um, my daughter is stuck at home now because her school is out till the 30th. So I had her grow our entire vegetable and herb garden. So she's learning how to do that. And I'm teaching her how to build stuff. We built an AC cover and a rack for my spare wood because Everybody, I guess, needs a rack for your spare wood. I don't know. I think it's awesome. Um, I've talked to a lot of folks, uh, a lot of friends that have kids, and one of the first things that I'd heard, and this was I was at the shop and somebody said something, or I can't remember where it came from, but they were like, during this time, don't be stressing about your homework for your kids. There's This is just yeah. keeping them healthy and safe, but take time to show them how to cook. And yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, what an amazing time to think about hey, I'm staying at home, but now I know you're six, seven, or eight. I can fully be aware of everything that you're doing and show you this thing or the gardening thing. Um, right. Jessica, Jessica just got a garden going up for us three days ago. We had started Ooh. off with the little potty things and like, you know, here's the little bitty bits. And then when we knew this was going down, we took one last trip to Lowe's because uh, we've been working on a covert operation that I haven't told anybody about yet. I just keep saying. Aren't COVID. you always though? Aren't you yeah, always? This so, this was so good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh -huh. Hey, when we get off here, I will send you the photos of what I'm talking about. Oh, God. About. <laughs> it has nothing to do with literary ink this time. So covert. You're so covert. But if you ask, I'll just send it to you. <laughs> Wait. That's not nice. That's not very nice. I'm not sending it now, Mimi. Anyway. I'm, I'm just telling you how it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Everybody, let's go ahead and just, you know, shoot the elephant in the room now. Betsy is one of my personal tattoo artists. I'm very excited. She's been working on my left arm for, I guess, about a year. Er, er, a year. I don't know. Ago. I said, sh I said, sure. I don't know. Okay. I just oh let you show up and I start drawing. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can't wait because we, I think maybe like two more long day sessions and we'll be close. But um, so when I first started tattooing, um, I really didn't have much on my arms. And then I let a couple people do, they weren't bad things, but they definitely weren't good things. And so I beg all of my artsy friends now who normally don't do cover ups, don't call and ask her for a cover up unless it's like a tiny dot. Um, you it out. There you go. Um, so, but, but very lucky to, to get her to kind of pull all of my shit together. Um, and when it's fully done, I'll be able to, to show that off. But that's why um, Betsy's also one of those folks. There's about five or six people and most of them are kind of in that hogwash group that we keep talking about who I always call and just kind of ask for some advice from. Um, I keep telling everybody that literary ink is a brand new thing for us. Um, I'd only done about five or six conventions beforehand. And so doing something that you're not exactly sure of how to do is still a lot of needing advice. So she's one of those folks that I get that from. So the reason she gets some of that, that backdoor information is because, you but know, also I am the one, I don't know how many other people are in your life who are like this, but I am the one who's like, stop, take a nap. <laughs> don't do that right now. Stop thinking about that. 
Who cares? That's in two years. Don't worry about it. Slow down. <laughs> I'm a little bit mean in that way. And she's like, here's my super exciting idea. And I'm like, hey, how about you focus on the one you're working on right now? And she's like, well, forget you. I got to go. <laughs> this is our life. Pretty much. And that's about the time okay. that everything starts hurting really bad. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't take no more. I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so we did get, we, we're going to kind of jump around a little bit now. Um, we did a little bit about Literary Inc. one and you getting all your folks together. Um, yeah. Coming back for year two, y'all had some special stuff. Can you tell me a little bit about the booths you did? And if you want to go ahead and introduce a couple of the other hogwash people, you can. Yeah. Um, so after year one, we in year one, if you were there, I, there was like a, we were basically like a conference room. The, there was a whole big area that had a bunch of artists, but then there was another area that was like probably enough room for a small conference table. And that was us. So it was just a little tiny sliver. And when that's, I think how, why we became so close is because we were just so tight to each other. So when we got to the, the new convention and then we were in this gorgeous convention center with these beautiful skylights that I love and miss so much, um, we were able to kind of kidnap some other people and make them part of our, our family. So we ended up forcing Ebony and Jess to be part of it. And then <laughs> that became, yeah, they didn't mind. So it was Jess White um, from Sacramento. And then obviously Chelsea, Katie Spangler and myself and Cody. And then we kidnapped Ebony Mellowship in that too. So that was year two, but during year two, we all did our booths like Diagon Alley. So, or Hogs, which one? Did we? I think it was no, Hogs. we did Diagon Alley. Okay. Cause we did the stores where you buy stuff. That's so right. I did a plant store and then Katie did a candy store. Duh. <laughs> Katie's a sweet treat. Uh, Jess did a coffee shop because um, her friend was bringing coffee, but then also like, you should probably have coffee shop in that street somewhere. Uh, and then Cody did Ollivander's and Chelsea did the potion store, whatever it's called. Or no, Ebony did that one and Chelsea did something else. I can't remember. But we all had fun. Um, so when you walk by, it was like each little store and you could, we all had merch kind of coordinating and it was really cute. And then we kidnapped some more people for year three and then hogwash became two rows of eight a piece <laughs> across from each other let me interject and, and say so let me let me explain what hogwash is guys um so when literary ink first Please. started um I don't well, know. yeah for, well it's kind of i guess this is how it happened on my end um when literary ink first started uh she keeps talking about chelsea hamilton and hopefully we'll get her on here soon um our scheduling hasn't matched up yet um, but she was the lady who is in the documentary with me, Ebony, and Anil. Um, the first year of Literary Inc., we recorded a documentary. It's supposed to be coming out later this year. Guys, you have no idea. Now I understand why they filmed something, and eight years later, you see it. There is an insane amount of crap that you have to do, and I mean crap. There was one night I was on the phone with Axel for two hours, and we, we edited a whole three minutes of the film. Um, but Chelsea really, really was doing an amazing job of telling everybody about Literary Inc. She got me connected to a lot of you guys. Um, you know, there was, there was lots of information there and helping like, well, this thing and, and, and also just, you know, she kept telling me, you don't know what you have. You don't know what you have. And there are days that I still feel like that. Um, one of the biggest things still is can't get past the fact that we have so many women. Um, and, and that's just, I know it's just, it's an, it's a crazy thing to, to kind of know how many conventions are out there and know that only like women are 20% of the tattoo industry and at our show we're the majority. So, uh, Chelsea was in the beginning and she started bringing everybody together. As soon as she walked in the shop, her and Ebony have never met, but they started singing Ebony and Ivory together and, and y'all's group just kind of grew from that. And the hogwash, I can't remember where that joke came about, but that's kind of what happened and that's what stuck. Um, there's several photos of me and Chelsea dressed up as Professor Umbridge that are just damn hilarious. It's one of my favorite outfits that she ends up bringing to the show. Um, she loves cosplay. She loves it. She does such a good job. I agree. There's there's a lot of you guys that do. I think that's another reason because we did last year we had where we, we separated cosplay for artists and for attendees to give, you know, artists a little bit of a chance to win some stuff um, and everything else. But that that's kind of what the hogwash crew is, guys. Um, and then, like I said, just friends. We're just yes. friends who really love Harry Potter and we just really love each other. That's it. Like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, um, we, we cute. We cute. We all really pretty also and really smart. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the I think so. I think so. <clears throat> so another really cool thing from first year, um, and there is this epic photo, and I, I plan on having it enlarged and put in the shop somewhere because of, of who all's in it. So the first year, there was this one second where um, y'all hear me talk about Danny, but nobody ever sees Danny. He's like a magical unicorn. I love Danny because he has right away. I walked in and he was wearing a Gorilla Biscuits shirt or a hoodie. And I was like, so that's my boy. And he was like, oh, thanks. I was like, that's all it took. Not one shirt. So uh, Danny and I were walking through that side room that she's talking about because the first year we only had 85 artists. And um, it was amazing. Yeah, the side room happened as a, um, here's this small room where all my vendors were supposed to be, and then we oversold a couple booths, and I was like, we'll figure this out, and that's how we ended up with that ginormous tent outside. But um, in the side room, we're running through it, and Betsy says, hold on, we want to grab a photo. And that photo has me, Danny, Betsy, and Gracie. Um, and I know the all you guys. love of my life. Yeah, there you go. I know all you guys know who Gracie is. Um, she had had uh. a apprenticeship in Charleston. And when I went down there, she was kind of stalemated, and I said, you should move to Chattanooga. And she did. Um, so this it's is how we favorite. got Gracie. Um, she got lost from Me. Charlotte. It was me. It was you. And, and I'm so grateful because, you know, she's doing really good and still getting there. First year out as being an actual tattoo artist and still learning. She's just the greatest. She was, she was, she was, she worked for me as a front desk person for a very long time in the shop that I worked for, I managed, um, in Charleston. And when I moved shops, she, <laughs> I just remembered this story. So, um, we were at her, she was in, she was in school. She was going to, she was in college for art and she had her big senior art show and we went and her mama B came and mama B walked up to, we had met a few times and I love her. She's so precious, but she was like, I was really worried about Gracie wanting to tattoo. And then I met you and now I'm okay with her doing it. And I was like, wait, what? She wants to do what? And she was like, Oh no, what did I do? So Gracie walked over and I was like, so you want a tattoo, huh? And she was like, mom. <laughs> and I was like, yes. So we, I left the shop and Gracie started working, um, apprenticing under that person. And Gracie's always been somebody that well, when my dad passed away, it was like days after I opened my schedule for bookings. And she just called me up and was like, I'm going to just give me your password. I'm going to do your emails. And I was like, you're the greatest person I've ever met. And so she just is so selfless and so creative and so brilliant. And then when things weren't going so well, and Charleston in general is a really weird town, especially for tattooing. Um, it's, I always tell people who ask for apprenticeships to go somewhere else and then come back here to work if you want to work. But for learning, it's just a lot of really young people. And they're not, I don't think many people who are apprenticing are ready to apprentice, but also like they're, they know themselves better than I do. So whatever. Um, no, but typically I send, I send people away. And so, uh, you had come to get, do a guest spot. And I was like, who do we know? Cause I'd asked a million friends, who do we know who would take on an apprentice? And you were like, who? And I was like, Gracie. And you're like, I'll do it. And I was like, wait, what? So Gracie had no idea when you were talking to her about coming to work and working and like your plans she didn't realize you were talking about her doing it so mm -hmm. you went to go to the bathroom and i was like homie she's offering you a job and gracie was like what ha what and i was like homie she's offering to take you like shut up and say something and she was like i didn't even know what she was doing oh my god grace started sweating started stressing out and i was like go sit down and do your thing and so gracie was like hey i understand now and then it started to go from there and i'm really happy it did because she's super creative she's a brilliant artist already so now it was kind of like she didn't really need a lot she just needed someone to be like this is how you do this because it's a very technical job um but she knows how to hustle and she knows how to work hard and it was kind of like she just needed someone to say buzz buzz that's how it goes now bye and i'm glad it worked out so well she seems very very happy and i'm very proud of her the work a lot of my clients started following her because they were like she's so good and i was like i know right that's my baby i just love her so much um what is your patronus oh it's a, a squirrel it's a squirrel everything's a squirrel i, I noticed your coffee cup's a squirrel too yeah. it's a squirrel, it's a squirrel. <laughs> 
Everything's um, when when you were how did you get into tattooing? What did you do before? I was an architect before. Um, I made multi-million dollar homes um, and it was very boring and very stressful in a not fun way. Like I was good at it and I enjoyed it for the creative aspect of it, but it was a whole lot of paperwork and a whole lot of long spaces between being creative. And I, one thing I really loved about art school was that you're constantly getting hit with a new project, a new chance to change something, a new chance to use what you know to try to make something new and better. And I, that isn't real world in architecture. It's very much like 18 months in between projects uh, while you're building it. So that sucks. And so I started getting tattooed when I was in college. I was very, very lucky to start getting tattooed by a woman named Kimberly Reed. She tattoos in Savannah, Georgia, and she's been tattooing for a very long time, does absolutely stunning painter style. Like she's so, she's a painter in every sense of her life. Like her whole life is like if you were a painter, like it just, she's brilliant. And so she did the first three tattoos on me and in the process she was very, kind and let me ask her a million questions and when I said I was doing an apprenticeship she like chimed in and was like I knew it I knew it was coming and I was like you're the best Kim you're the reason I tattoo she's so cute because she'll be like no that's not me and then we'll, we'll go have a few drinks and she's like I'm the reason she tattoos so I'm like yes you are Kim you always are she's the best and she has a similar um, thought of I, how, as I do of like nature and being outside and, and animals are really important and she has horses and she's always kind of in the woods doing stuff and I feel like to see somebody who's not um, what you would typically say a tattooer is uh, doing it and doing it so her way and so particular how she likes it was really inspiring as a young artist and then uh, moved to Charleston I moved around a bunch after school and then I moved to Charleston and I was like, when I'm in a city long enough, I'll try to try to do this. And I felt like I'd be in Charleston pretty long. And so I decided to do it and convince somebody to teach me. And here we are. And that was 10 years ago. I celebrate my 10 year anniversary this year. That was, that's my, that's me too. And yeah, Ebony. you, me, Ebony and Jess, we're all. Um, and Kitty, the other lady. At Kitty. No way. Yeah, all of us are at 10, I think. That's I thought I was at seven. <laughs> that whole thing on the internet, like, what was it? Beginning of, end of 2019, that was like you in the beginning of the decade, you at the end. That was when I realized <laughs> it had been 10 years. I saw pictures and I like grabbed my first tattoo machine and engraved it. It's 2010. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, it hasn't been seven years. It's been 10 years. You're old, Betsy. Nah, never old. Who's your favorite character? In Harry Potter? Yep. Uh, I always go with Lupin, and then Cody and I have a fight about it, and then, because <laughs> we both love Lupin, but I do think Lupin is probably, I really like his struggle, and I really like his story, and as a queer person, I really kind of relate to his trying to look a certain way, trying to be passing, trying to, or when you are passing, how how but you you're not yourself like how that struggle is and i felt like there was a lot of connection with that um with him and not myself and i was heartbroken when he died spoilers he dies but it was that <laughs> i was very sad so something really cool we got to do this year and um i've kind of mentioned it a little bit on the podcast i know i've mentioned it on our instagram a little bit um leaky con is a harry potter themed convention it never had tattoo artists at it. I reached out to them a year or so ago and we got in and um, the first the first of us trying it, I reached out to um, some of the hogwash crew and I had an opportunity to tattoo with you guys. So we went to LeakyCon, was it in, it was in Dallas, right? Dallas. Mm -hmm. Dallas. Um, so it was me, Jess White, Cody and Betsy. Um, and we're gonna talk a little bit about Leaky. Like what was your favorite part of, of being able to tattoo there? So LeakyCon reminds me a lot of all the conventions that I do with Infusion, where you are in a convention set situation, but you are only uh, like a feature. You're like a little thing. So there's all these other makers and there's all these other like things happening around you and you're not the focus, which I also, it, I think I liked the reason I like to go to those is because of that. It's not just tattooers. It's like you're seeing people who make clothes and who make music and who make like art and all that kind of stuff. And you're just surrounded by people who are hyper creative about the one thing 
that everybody loves. And that's the same way a Star Wars celebration is. Everybody in that convention center is there for one thing. And it's nice to kind of show what it means to me the way I do what I do. And, and um, it's my, uh, my donation, not my presentation of what I think Harry Potter is, I guess I could say. Um, and so I felt really good to be in that situation. When we showed up, I felt very comfortable. I felt very ready to go. We had to get a few things adjusted, um, but it was really just a very different world that the Harry Potter fans are. Um, and I always say Harry Potter fans are sharers. We like to share information and share our stuff and share our love. And while things like Star Wars, it's like, it's my information. I can't believe you don't know that. You're not allowed to know that. I only, I know that. Uh, and that's why there's a very, it's a very different vibe. So it was very loving and very supportive. And some of the people who even I met for like half a second, we, that were makers or were uh, music people. Um, I still chat with almost every other week and just talk about how great they are. Cause they all are making such cool stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're brilliant. That was so smart. They had, uh, they had guys, Leaky's a really, really awesome experience if you are a Harry Potter fan. Um, and I look at Literary Inc., like us merging with them a little bit, like we're bringing tattoo wizards to all of their shows. They don't only do Leaky, they also do like Broadway Con, which is in January, and I can't wait because that's in New York. But they have all these other Con of Thrones, different themed shows that um, some of our tattoo artists are going to be coming to, and I'm really stoked on that. Um, it was, it was definitely interesting for me to be able to hang out with you guys for the first time because I tell everybody it's, it's Oh, yeah. Literary Inc. podcast and before the show and then way after the show is the only, I don't ever get to chat and actually kind of get to know you all better, which sucks for me because it's like I'm running around with a chicken with my head cut off and that is the only job that I have for that weekend. Um, but it was an awesome time to kind of get to chat and we actually are really excited. Uh, the, the lady I was talking about last week that I'm going to be interviewing, the uh, she's a Ravenclaw doctor who's super awesome. She traveled there and hung out with us uh, quite a bit. So it was... It I was, love her. Yeah, Ada's amazing. Um, Ada's just, like, like the hyper collector. Yes. Ada got tattooed, y'all. Ada got tattooed seven times at year two. And just bounced up and down the row. Was it just you guys? She no, was. I mean, she, she went over to Eddie. She went all over the place. Like, just, and she, I was last. I had got her last. And we had a very long conversation of, you are crazy. Yeah, uh, you you do not, you right? Not you do it. not need to do this. Like, you if don't. you don't want to do this, I will not be upset. And let's just assess your well being. And she was like, I'm a doctor. I know my well being. I promise you I'm okay. And I was like, I trust you fully, but. You can say no at any point. And so she was like, no, no, I'm good. And then she came back and got tattooed at, at Leaky. And gosh, she's so precious. And she's such a supportive uh, collector, which collectors are always really like, hyper collectors, the ones that are like covered in all the great things. Um, they're always really sweet and really supportive and they really take care of you. But she's just a special one. Yeah, I can't wait to, to get a chance to get on here with her and chat um, just because of the stories and like what her actual occupation is. And after the first show, she started just finding all the wizards. I would literally watch her get tattooed by these folks and then she'd make that post. And I'm like, my goodness, how are you finding all these people? And she goes, I went down the roster of literary ink. And I was like, well, yeah. that's cool. I did the same thing with Hogwarts tattoo on Instagram. I was like, who has tattooed a lot of Harry Potter stuff? Um, I mean, there's just something about getting tattooed by somebody who knows what you're talking about. I always find I do a whole lot of Star Wars and Harry Potter tattoos, like probably every day of the week, almost sometimes. There'll be some weeks where I'm like, well, I guess all I'm doing this week is Harry Potter and Star Wars. But yeah. there's a reason behind it. And it's because where you might have not thought of this idea, I can give you my ridiculous brain and add a little additions to it that you wouldn't notice. My clients call them Easter eggs. They love to see what they can find of the cute. I mean, they're not hidden. They're very obviously right there, but they like to see, um, uh, they like to say, Oh, you added that. Oh, that's really cute there. I really can't believe you thought of that. That's clever. And I'm like, well, that's why you get tattooed by somebody who's a fan of these things because you, your idea is good, but our idea together is excellent. And I think, I know the answer to this already, but if you had to just pick one, if you could only go one direction, Harry Potter or Star Wars? Don't be mad, but it's Star Wars. Told y'all. Yeah. It's, it's all day. It's all day. I live and die for Star Wars. Here's the thing. Star Wars, this is going to sound so dumb. 
but it's true. Star Wars and tattooing have given me some of the most incredible bucket list moments of my life. My husband and I have gone all over the country um, doing just absolute life-changing for us things and had these moments that we'll never forget because Star Wars exists and tattooing and Star Wars exists. People like Shane Turgeon um, who put people together and he's so connected in Star Wars and he's a tattooer in Canada and he's, but he's also an artist and a photographer and a maker and he's such a huge and collecting and we're really big collectors. We have one of the largest uh, vintage Star Wars collections on the East Coast. Um, it's just so special to us. So it's like, when it comes down to it, <laughs> we gonna pick Star Wars over Harry Potter, but I do like the fandom of Harry Potter better. I think Harry Potter fans are so much kinder and so much more loving, which doesn't help, doesn't hurt either that they're mostly women and that's really great. Uh, but I also think it goes down to this, when you have a theory in Harry Potter, it gets on the internet, it gets out there, and then J.K. Rowling with her awful self, not a fan of her anymore, but she, yeah, she, um, she answers your question. So, so if you say, hey, I think Dumbledore is gay, she's like, guess what? He is. And you're like, oh, that was easy. Thank you. In Star Wars, it's so specific of how you see it, what, what Star Wars is to you. We were at a convention, we were standing at an intersection of a light, and this little girl, she's probably like 10, walked up to the intersection and asked her mom, can I give him a hug? And right there was a giant Darth Vader. Guy dressed full Darth Vader. And her mom was like, why do you want to give him a hug? And she was like, he has had such a hard life. And I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> our, our Star Wars is so different. But it's because of how she saw Star Wars. She started with the prequels, then she went to originals, and now the new stuff. She gets the cartoons, she gets the, like, we, there's, everyone has a different Star Wars and nobody is telling us when we're right or when we're wrong. So it tends to be like, well, this is my idea and that's all the right one. And you're like, well, we don't have an answer. Well, we're in Harry Potter. You get an answer, you get a response and you can then share the, and then it just becomes of the cool things you notice. Like, did you guys notice when? Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, I never even noticed that. If you do that in Star Wars, it's like, do you even Star Wars? Do you even Star Wars, bro? Do you even know what Star Wars is? But I would still, I would still, I think it was like year three schedule. Jess had heard some dates. Jess White had heard some dates and was like, would you come if it was on this date? And I was like, well, if it's not during celebration, then yeah. And she was like, wait, 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 wait. So you'd skip celebration, right? I was like, hey, no. <laughs> I skip this. But she was like, Becky! I was like, sorry. This is like, the weekend of my dreams is is celebration. It's just, it's way too, it's way too, it's, it, but it's a lot like ours. It's a lot like our convention where the tattooers at Star Wars Celebration are all super fans and they're all really excited to see what everyone's come up with and the creative ways that they've done stuff. And that's what I like so much about Literary Inc. is there's only so many things. At some point we're gonna run out of things to do and it's now, our jobs as creatives to figure out how to make it new, how to make it special, how to find those moments that aren't done yet and make them into images that are much more appealing and tattoo bubble. So you can have like 12, 12 Dumbledores, but they all look different and they all look special and they all have some really cool thing going on. And you're like, I noticed it's funny. I looked at a Dumbledore you did earlier today. I think I even posted it saying I was going to talk to you. Um, and I agree with everything there. I think that in the beginning, um, looking at even some of the earlier accounts, you see the exact same Harry Potter tattoos. And then um, things that I've heard people I've talked to, it's been kind of fun being like, you know, people are trying to build their portfolio up a little more because I told everybody that we're, we're really trying to focus on keeping it Harry Potter themed. No, that doesn't mean you can't go there and not get something tattooed by somebody you don't want. I, I tell everybody, cause they're like, well, this wizard tattooed this. And I'm like, you're going to have to ask them. Cause some people are like, nope, I'm only doing this. Then you've got some people who are like, I'm doing anything. And I look at it like it is a literary convention. I've seen a lot of the Lord of the Rings stuff and, and other things come out of it, which I think has been great. Um, the headspace in that room is unlike anything I've ever experienced in all my life, especially the first one. Um, there was some fear, fear in there for me and then just walking around and seeing everybody and it was really a tiny show and I keep telling everybody if this year, um, which we didn't get to have, but we're going to get to have in 20, whenever, 
um, start date, 19,500. <laughs> um, it was just, you know, if it ends up being too big this year, then I'm going to dial it back down to kind of a smaller vibe, just because I still, we're still figuring things out along the way. We've always done a different opening night party. You know, we've always done some kind of, we keep it themed, but we're kind of rolling along with the books to kind of be like, there's going to be stuff that's there for this, this year. Um, sure. when I was talking, very, when I was talking to Betsy after year two, she gave me some, some, opportunity advice and we've added some new stuff that you guys have yet to get to see because it's just waiting to be shown um so jared's going to join us back in a couple minutes but with some new questions for both of us but before he does that i always have a a, 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 a give you an opportunity to ask me any questions that you might have about the show or anything fun and uh, um uh i don't know like i feel like i feel like uh generally I know you're busy at the show. I know you're walking around like a crazy person at the show. I know you're very good at delegating at the show, but I really wish there will come a time where you could be like, I can just sit back and enjoy the show. And my question is, do you think that will ever happen? Yes. Good. That's the right answer. <laughs> uh, I love it. Cause I, cause you're running and you're going and you're going and you're going. And I love it. Cause you got to, you got to. The whole crew at Mainline, all the people who come to volunteer are always on point, on ready. They know what to do. They're super organized. Um, and they're all just making the rounds, which is the other thing I really love about literary is that I went to another convention recently that was themed. And the person who ran the show never came by. And I was like, I don't even know who's putting this show on. But you make it very clear to be like, hello, I am in charge. These people are in charge. These people have the answers. You will not be confused. You will not be lost. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm confused. And like, Caw -caw! they fly in and they fix it. Like, it's very, very helpful. But that can be very stressful when you have a whole lot of artists, especially a whole lot of artists who are new each year and expect things that they've heard from their friends. And it's kind of like when you came in first year, we were all expecting a normal tattoo convention. And then we didn't get that. And it was like, whoa, this is incredible. This is so different. This is so special. This is so lovely. And then year two, we were like, yay, we're back. And then the new people were like, we're expecting this lovely, amazing convention. And you were like, yeah, you're in it. You're not feeling this? Like, what's up with you? And then by day two, they were all turned. They were all getting it. They were all seeing how we were all cool together and how all we became close and how just walking up to somebody and saying hi, like I am such a weirdo about meeting people. And Kelly Doty was there and she's one of the, like we don't do a style at all similar. I am obsessed with her color work. Um, I have spent more of my life in a color theory class than I ever want to do again. But her brain is one that I would love to pick. And so I wanted to go up and say hello and I was so heckin' nervous to do it. And then I was just like, if it can't happen here, it can't happen anywhere. So I'm doing it and it was really good. And it was like other artists who came by. Um, um, I was in a really terrible spot when I showed up. I had had two kidney surgeries the week before and one of my coworkers had passed away two days before. Um, and so I was, it was really nice to see, sorry. It's all good. Everybody, everybody come up and say nice things and it was, uh, we, for year two, um, yeah, it was a crazy time for you to be coming in. I remember actually getting to the house and seeing you for the first time. There was a lot of things going on. Um, at I their was broken. Yeah. And, uh, broken. I think the but those are, these are my people. Like it was one of those things where everyone in town was asking, are you still going to go? Are you still going to go? And I was like, this is my family. Like these people are going to do a better job at making me feel good than if I stayed here and didn't have them. So they were rushing me to the emergency room on Thursday, the day before the convention, just to make sure, cause I felt like crap and I had to get different medicine and they were all taking care of me and making sure I got food and got the water I needed. And it was like hugs when I, they could tell I was breaking and it was really good, but that's where I felt like I needed to be. And it was right, I was right. I felt great when I left, I felt like refreshed and, and ready to get back home and then take care of my people who needed me now all those times are kind of crazy i feel like a, a chunk of what's going on with today and the the joke that we're calling it from under the stairs the quarantine sessions um i've talked to a few different people at different times and i've, I've talked to folks who are not 
not doing well with it. And I've talked to people yeah. like, I've just got a list after a list after a list and I'm going to keep doing the list until I wake up and I'm okay. And, um, doing things like this. And then I saw the photo of where all you guys got on with five time zones, six time zones, something. But, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, to five. It was five. Of us. It was awesome to see that photo and know that you guys were talking about stuff. And I've, I, I can't wait to see what you guys do for your booths this year. Um, it's so neat. It's yeah, so neat. I think, Simple, clean line, big image, very impactful. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. We have another year now to like, or like, well, hopefully not a whole year, but we have a little bit more time. Um, we are blessed that in our group we have um, computer savvy people. And so we all come up with ideas and then the smarty pants technology people make it happen. And then we yeah. all give them money and then we make it happen. <laughs> Because that's very like always. That's a good thing to have people who know the computer parts. Because I don't. Yeah. Hey Jared, are you still on here? You're always in my. Just always here when you don't want to be. There you go. I was wondering. Like he like disappeared and he hid. He's like, let me make this hard for Jennifer. It's all good. So we got to change your shirt. No, he's been helping oh, okay. all day, even though he's a Gryffindor. Uh -huh. Um. He. Uh. He. Uh, yeah. If y'all are on here watching. Betsy, I think that way maybe has El a very, very cool, yeah, very very cool shirt from LeakyCon. El uh, Hofster, she has the best clothes, best nerd clothes. Instagram, yeah. get it, yeah, get it. Um, so Jared has some questions that we got from Instagram and some of the Facebook stuff. So he's just going to ask uh, me and you a couple things. Then we're going to kind of tie a few strings. Then I'm going to get to go chat with Cody. Oh, my baby. Um, so I'm just going to ask you each a couple of questions and then we'll end, uh, with some rapid fire trivia to see who knows. Yeah. She'll win. Go ahead. No, I have well, bad brain. I have random questions. There's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. We were talking um, about the, the trivia. So but. Some of these have been submitted by people. Uh, so I, I guess in the future we should write down like who submits the questions and then we can read their name. They'll be all That's excited. probably a really great idea. It's probably just the hogwash crew. <laughs> I mean like, Betsy, why are you a dork? We're, we're good. I actually screen cap some of these. Well, um, is it Siren? Don't do my job. You be quiet right now. Ah! I'm in charge. Wow. If there was good, a- Good, tell her. California, don't start with me and him. We know you. We know you. What? And this is Punk. why I like Matt and Andy more. Punk buster. Because they let you do what you want to do and they give you what you But then they also give you too much work to do and don't help you. Yeah, okay. I see you. Other yeah. people I don't know. <laughs> Betsy's on my team. Betsy is not on your team. She's on All her. day. <laughs> uh, Y'all are both fucking fired. <laughs> Nope. Well, Betsy, I'll start with you. Uh, yes, who do you think your favorite professor would have been should you have attended Harvard? I mean, it's pretty clear. Pretty clear. It's <laughs> Professor Sprout. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Jared, really? Not well, only hey, listen, is she the I, head. Yeah. Not only is she the head of Hufflepuff. Let's get it right. <laughs> but number two, she's a big round cutie, just like me. And number three, she loves plants, and she wears the cuter outfits, like her little smock and her little hats, way cuter than like all fitted. It's just like loose and casual. I painted Sprout yeah. like a week and a half ago, and I'm giving it to Ada. She's a dream. Yeah, Ada really likes Sprout too. We did a bunch of, we've done mandrake root, uh, mandrake potion on her, and then uh, the earmuffs. That's what oh, yeah. her and I have done together. Um, but yeah, she's all day, every day. She's the, one the big glasses. She's the one who gardens. Um, She's he the herbology teacher. Harry Potter is yet. Um, oh, it's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, what we would call um, a muggle. Oh, a nomad in America. Wow. Um, I actually have. I don't know. Oh, you're thinking of like the little opal glasses. No, that's like, so thick and she can't like see. Oh, that's Trelawney. That's divination. Yeah. She sees the future. Yeah. Um, no, I actually have uh, my first year at literary. Um, Jess White did a young sprout on the back of my leg. So it's like her as a student. So it's her with her little books and she's a young got a little curlies. She's so cute. I love it so much. And that's how we became best friends. It's true. They are pretty close. When I was in Dallas, it was awesome. We got to hang out for like one night. And yeah. by the time I thought it was still daylight, it wasn't. 
That hotel was fucking weird. Weird. Jennifer, your favorite professor? Oh, man. You know, I'm probably going to go with, like, Lupin. I think that uh, book three, year, book three, movie three is still my favorite, and I feel like I would have I would have been so engaged in learning from him, I would have soaked it up like a sponge. Uh, when I was in high school, there were a few teachers, only like a couple, that I actually made A's in because they were an amazing teacher, um, and my attention span was like, like it is now. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> So that particular, I would be like sucked in. Do you know how hard it is for me to stay on point with calendars and shit? It's very, very, very difficult. That's um, so weird because they're like made to make that easier. That's so strange. Wow, you're so strange. strange. <laughs> Man, you are so fired. Sorry. Help it. Quit being mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. Sprout as a seedling. <laughs> um, exactly. Seedling is sprout. Uh, what kind of uh, pet would you have had? Ooh, uh, none. A plant, probably. Oh, It'd be just like me and a plant walking around all the time. Um, I'm really into. This is the season for me of uh, carnivorous plants, um, predatory plants in my home. Um, I've got a bunch of uh, animal eaters. And so I would probably have some like venomous tentacula just like with me at all points, just to like eat things and be cute. That's probably me. Uh, being a plant person, do you name your plants? Um, I have, it takes about an hour and a half, two hours to water all the plants inside my house. So no, do not, do not do that. That's a lot. I can barely remember my own name, One much eight, less two trillions. Eight. That's just inside. That's not even outside. Um, so, no, that's awful. <laughs> I just hope they all live and love them forever. There you go. I like cactuses. Yeah. They're cute. They're good ones. Jennifer, pet for you? I would, I mean, since they can have owls, I would want an owl all day long to be like, <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like with that being said though, my sister, she used to like keep snakes left and right. I've touched many. I've been bit by many. I've, you know, hung out with snakes. They don't scare me, but I always tell everybody I'm a Hufflepuff with the Slytherin rising. So there's that. I, have, I always say I'm a Hufflepuff with the Gryffindor moon. Like you don't want me to have to do it, but I will. <laughs> I'll bring the Gryffindor out. She's not happy, but I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, one last question, and then we'll get to our trivia. Uh, what would you do with your day if you had the chance of taking Felix, is it Felix? Felices. There you go. Gotcha. Whatever. I have a better oh. question. I don't know. I feel like I generally, um, I don't, I don't ever really rely on luck for things. I feel like there's a good chance of like, you just work hard and try your best and see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, who cares? Like, it's just a thing. My dad always said, what's the worst thing that could happen? They say no. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That is not a big deal. Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, so right now it'd be like applying for loans so that I can get all the money for free and not have to pay that back. <laughs> but as of right now, I don't think there'd, there'd be a thing. I'm not very like competitive. I have a, a question from, from Gracie Tattoos. Um, How much do I love you? Ten. Ten out of ten. But it's that good, yeah. Um, what traits of your Harry Potter house do you feel translate into your life as a tattoo or both positive and negative? Go, um, Gracie, go. Because she, she knows the answer because she's also me. She's also a Hufflepuff. So she gets it. We um, One thing that doesn't get translated enough while I'm working, but I'm very lucky that somebody makes me lunch every day, is snacks. Mm. My love of snacks doesn't make it enough into my life. Right now, it is making it in a lot, and that's been great. Um, but I do, I think... Um, I love, I tattoo a lot of plants. I tattoo a lot of nature. I'm really thankful that my clients will like think of a thing and then let me kind of put what I want with it. And usually it's a plant that I think coordinates or has a meaning that they may have not thought about, but it looks pretty to go with it. It's not always just like, I just think it's going to be funnier. No, usually, I usually think, 
pretty hard on what would go well with things. So plants in general are pretty much everywhere in what I do, how I think. Um, I like to, everything to be sustainable. Everything in our shop is plastic free and uh, to protect our earth and our mother. Um, snacks, naps. I wish I could take more naps. Who doesn't? Yeah, but I, I really like the daytime. So it's like if nighttime naps counted, like I could take them longer, I could sleep in or something, but I really like getting outside. And I don't think there's really a negative aspect of being a Hufflepuff except for the lack of snacks while you're tattooing. Or if you could snack and nap at the same time. No, that'll kill you. That's called death. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like something Homer Simpson would be looking at. <laughs> well, it's it. Yeah. What about you, Jen? That's for you. Take that same question from Gracie and put it towards you. She she asked me to ask you and Cody, and you already had I your opportunity to but I, question. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. This is the Jennifer can take it, she can only give it section of the. Yeah. You're going to agree with me here, but uh, I, I tried to, to educate Jennifer. Things aren't covert if you continue to talk about them. Right. Actually, we had that conversation earlier in this podcast when she oh, said, yeah. "I'll send it to you later," and I was like, "Okay." Yeah. I think the I think the thing with Jen, and that one thing I do love so much is that she does think of eight trillion ideas, and they're usually all very good. And so it's kind of like you get hype about an idea, and it's then determining like <laughs> somebody said WikiLeaks. <laughs> That's what <laughs> somebody said WikiLeaks. Did you see it? It's really yeah. silly. Yeah. That was good. Um, I think it's always like whatever your covert is, we're never really sure. But I love knowing things, but I also love showing up and seeing all the stuff that you may have mentioned, but you didn't like go into it about. I mean, like, oh, that's what she was doing. Back that's so cool. Back on Back on yeah, teaser. And teasers are really great in art and in events. Like movies do teasers. I tease all the time. Covert means no one knows about it. My form of covert operation, there's little bitty leaks that just make everybody go, what the fuck are they doing next? That's a, that's a different word than covert then. Yes, that's <laughs> no, what I'm no, getting at. You can ask my wife. I have a dictionary and what it says in oh, the <laughs> Is, is what it means for me. Covert, Jen's ideas. <laughs> That's what it yeah, says. Pat, put the, Pat, put the definition in our chat over here for covert. Yeah, like, this is what covert means. Anyway, let's do some trivia. Oh God. Uh, so. I'm not very smart, so don't get well, any we ideas. Can, we can let you each sort of uh, see if you know the answer. We can see if you guys want to race to the answer. Whatever. No racing. Okay. Matt, oh, Matt's right. definition, whatever Jennifer yes. says is or isn't happening. Covert. Can you use covert in a sentence? <laughs> I have this covert thing. Let me show you. <laughs> ah, covert. Jared, with the questions. Go ahead. I'm ready to be done with right. Oh, my God. Well, start them easy and say, what is Hermione's Patronus? What you think it is, cutie? I know what it is. It's an otter. I have otters tattooed on me, and that's Brad's favorite animal, so yes. Uh, this one, I, I don't remember this character. Grarp? Grap? That's uh, Hagrid's brother. Okay. Half-brother. What was the nickname he gave Hermione? I know he gave her a little bell. Uh, no, she stole the bike that had the bell on it. She grabbed that. He, I don't know. Pretty? Like something like small, like she was cute. I don't remember what it was though. Hermie. Hermie. <laughs> it that sounds works. like a dude from Rudolph. Do we, uh, do we meet Hagrid's brother in the movies? Not yeah. only the movie, yeah. I don't know the, the books. He, uh, he grabs, he scares Dolores Umbridge. Mm, there we yeah. go. He's so um, cute. If coronavirus was a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True talk. Dolores. True talks. Let's let's clarify. Um, not yet. Not so, uh, does anyone know Ron Weasley's middle name? Nope. Alan. I said I said no, and I said Alan. Uh, Percival, and that's that's uh, Dumbledore. I don't know. I don't have a brain. That's not a thing I I do. Bilius. 
Yeah. Good job, Google. Your phone? It looked a little suspicious, yes. Jennifer. Oh my God, let me type this out real quick. Oh, of course I know that. Oh my God, it's such an easy one. I was covertly working on my phone while <laughs> y'all were talking. That is Jennifer's definition of covert. I looked it up on the internet. Jennifer Edge. The sentence, that's pretty much it. You know, in the dictionary for that day that I wasn't there, the photo of the person of the day that it wasn't there, I wasn't there. Definitely want a photo of me. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. I got it. I totally true got or it. False, true or false, Hagrid's dad was a giant. No, his mom was. I was about to say, she'd be pushing out some... Correct. Uh, false. Dumbledore has a... That would a be awful. Dumbledore has a scar. That's the perfect map of... Uruguay on his butt. Uranus, no? No, planet, <laughs> no, planet, no planetary alignments. Never really got into Dumbledore scars. I miss that <laughs> focal point of Star Wars. I mean, of Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, just not. I'm not a trivia like, person. Well, um, it is the London Underground. That makes sense, and that's confusing. I remember that's a weird that scar. Wasn't it like in a weird spot on him though? That's probably on his. You would know because of like the last pelvis. episode. The last episode where we talked about hoe tags and things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I renamed it. Your tramp stamp is now a hoe tag. And if you turn it upside down, it becomes the under the carriage, the chandelier piece. Under Why your you got to be a hoe, though? Like, can't it just be a tag? Like, we, I don't think the hoe is necessary. I was making. I support anybody who wants to hoe. Hoe away. Mind your teeth. Like gardening, awesome. So, on that note, we have um, one more question. Well, we have one more. Oh, we have, we go this, ahead. Is a, this is a team effort for you two. Ooh. Ready? He's always interrupting. Mm -hmm. Can you list all seven Horcruxes? I just did this today on my phone app for BuzzFeed. So yes, yes, I can. The first tattoo that I got from Betsy was the first Horcrux that I decided to start getting tattooed. I'm hiding all the Horcruxes on me so Jessica can find them later. Jessica's my wife. Um, so she actually got to do uh, the locket. Much for me. Uh -huh. I did the locket. Mm -hmm. That was really fun. And who, what else do you have now? You have the goblet. Do you have the diadem? You don't have, have the diadem. I don't have the diadem yet. I have the ring. Okay. Um, the book, Harry, the book. Ring, bop, 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 bop. Ring. We're on the seventh one? Again. Yeah, and the snake. I didn't know what, how many numbers we had yet. I have a little tiny, I don't know if you can see it. I don't even know if, yes, that's here. I have a little tiny lightning bolt in my left ear. That's yellow. So I got that one from Kitty. I can't wait. We're almost done. You almost have all seven already? Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you become a transformer when you're done? Um, girl, the things I can do. More than meets the eye. Robots in disguise. Anyhow, so today has been utterly awesome. Thank you for joining us for the Under the Stairs edition. Um, I know that I'll be getting you, Cody and Jess, uh, in the aquarium room for Literary Inc. for, for a few minutes. Hopefully we'll be uh, able to, to get some fun questions actually at the show. Um, one last thing, what are you most looking forward to this upcoming year? When we <laughs> probably going back to work <laughs> that'd be dope um no i'm really excited uh hate to bring it up again but star wars celebrations coming up <laughs> that's awesome so i'm really excited i hope i hope i get to go i mean i'm gonna go to see either way but i hope i get to go again and tattoo it's always fun we don't usually find out till we get a little bit closer um it's in august i'm really excited about that um Ready to get back to Disney and miss my home. I so bet you get something set up. Guys, to find out, to see who the heck Betsy is on Instagram, she is Betsy Witt. Always and forever. Uh, yeah, and she also, on Instagram, she'll let you know when she's booking. If you're looking to book with her, though, all you have to do is go to tattoosbybetsy at gmail.com, and she will uh, send all the things. Of if she's to wait. Hey. Yeah, um, with that, I have to wait too, y'all. So um, it does take a second, but like with any tattoo artist, once you start on a project and you show up, they will be getting you back on those books quickly. Um, but we're very, very grateful to have you today and take some time out of your busy schedule. Uh, so busy. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I'm still really busy. I, re I made my arts, my studio real fancy. 
in my house. So I'm pretty hyped about it. I made a studio. I didn't even have a, a paint room and, and that's what I did this whole time. So it's or the first few days that we were off. So it's been kind of, nice. yeah. yeah, we have a machine shop. So I turned it into a machine shop slash. Now we can do everything except for just machining. So that is awesome. Yeah. Um, everybody, we will see you next week or the next time that the gentleman sir from California drops this. Thank everybody for joining us. Jared. Bye. Bye. Um, Thank you, Jared. Nice to meet you. It's all good. Bye, everybody. Best Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today make sure you keep up with us on instagram at literary inc get access to discounted tickets for literary inc and tons of other cool stuff by joining our patreon join now at patreon.com forward slash literary inc take a moment to leave us a review on apple Podcasts and make sure you subscribe so wherever you get your podcast from you can stay tuned in to the shenanigans that we're having every week thanks for sharing the magic with us today be good to each other <laughs>